to another episode of Every Number One Ever, a four to five times monthly drift through all the biff that has whiffed its way to the top of the charts over the UK list's 75-year history. That's why we're doing it, apparently. Whatever was at the top, we rate it all. From the 50s to now, holy cow, we take a plough and carve it up, sniff it, and let you know whether or not it makes the grade to join the luminaries in the big list. Imagine us three like the man from Del Monte. And this is a modern reference for the kids. Uh, We arrive at your farm where you've been growing songs. You take the best ones, you liquidize them, and you put them into a silver goblet. Meanwhile, we're evacuating out of the back of an old grey Mercedes, resplendent in a white suit and a Panama hat. YouTube it, kids. The goblet is pushed into our soft workshire hands and we take the sippiest of sips and wait. The sweat builds on the farmer's beaten brow, creating a torrent of salty discharge that stings his eyes and renders him only to be able to breathe intermittently. He mentally pictures his family, his long-suffering wife, his two little niños, his donkey that he definitely hasn't had sex with. Hard cut back to our pursed lips as we roll the song juice around our Sony award-winning palette, we swallow, of course we do. There's a collective intake of breath. (laughs) It's rude not to. Ah, There's a collective intake of breath. As the man from every number one ever says, it's fine. And the sky is dark with hats. Piñatas thrown from all angles. The families weep. The donkey winks that's the power and the responsibility of slash on our decisions that's the responsibility on our shoulders now shut the door turn the lights down low and let us get on with assessing nine more top poppers with me are my compadres mr craig low hello and the not yet erstwhile doctor, Liam Maloney. Gentlemen, welcome. Bonsoir. Oh, isn't it a lovely day? Isn't it lovely out? Yeah. <laughs> it's not giving me four hours of daylight at all. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> My mental health isn't in the toilet. It's oh. fine. And with that... Welcome to winter. Shall we name, <laughs> shall we name our machine? We better bloody up. And today's machine is named by a Patreoner... As Frank Zappa and the Motherboards of Invention. Frank Zappa, American musician, had a band called the Mothers of Invention. They've added the word board, making motherboard, which is a computer thing. Thanks, Patreon. If you want to put any more of these on, please do. Matthew. Shit, I've not scrolled down, you bitch. One four zero zero. 
One for zero, zero. One for zero, zero. It's 1400 time. First washing machine I had was an LG 1400. Is it a sign? Classic. Uh, this was uh, number one on the 14th of July in 2022. Guess how many weeks it was number one. You get one guess. Craig, how many weeks at number one, this? One. Uh, Liam. More than one. No! <laughs> Give me a number. Six. Eight! Oh. Eight fucking weeks at number one in 2022. Any more information? Frankie boy and Tashi face. You said this is a 22, didn't you? See what I said last episode. <laughs> So this this might be because you know it's only 2013. Still, That's exactly. It might so be ready to come. We this is what I'm saying. We we last episode I can't remember we had uh, oh shanty twat, um, and yes. we are going to get some one hit wonders that won't be one hit wonders. Imagine if we did this at the start of the sharing era and we're like, well, this fucking ginger midget ain't up to much, <laughs> is he? <laughs> I mm, right. Place your bets now, please. Have a listen and let's put a bet on whether this is a one eight wonder or not. Oh, you see the flames of burning passion. Oh, cool. When I look in your eyes, yes, yes, yes. Are you afraid to see what you know is real? I'm, I'm purposefully letting this run, obviously, because. So. A bit of soul soap techno house from LF system with a freed to feel from Scotland. Uh, the sample is from Silk's 1979 song. I can't stop brackets turning you on. I'm sure you could. Um, now I'm glad you said you you know this and like this, Liam, because I remember this. I remember hearing this during the it's two fucking months at number one. That's fair, actually. Yeah, and um, I thought I had a real moment with this because I thought it was a bit try hard. I thought the the uptake in pace just pushed it a little bit too much. Now you know what I'm going to say because you know the song. I left the room and I came back in to be confronted by the same song at a better tempo. <laughs> and I thought, what the fuck? What the fuck? I thought, am, am I in the Truman Show? <laughs> Unsurprisingly, no. And I'm not even sure if that illusion works because I've never seen the Truman Show. Oh. But a bit of investigation finds that, Liam, could you play from 50 seconds, please? Is this a slowdown? Yep. Oh, cheers. <laughs> you that, obviously. <laughs> Stop it there, my friend. It fucking slows down. Here's a quick question. Number one songs that slow down. Gino, Dexys. Spaceman. Oh, genius. Fucking genius, Babylon Zoo. We are young by fun. We are fun by young. Whichever. Any others writing or something. Anyway, I really like this. It makes me happy. Craig. Uh, leaves me cold. 
Oh, oh. but it's nice and warm and sunny, and it was at number one for eight weeks, so everyone's right, aren't they? Aren't yeah, they? must no? be. The, the masses are never wrong about these things. <laughs> See the sea shanty last week. <laughs> I mean, the sea shanty you voted for. Hey, hey, I'm nothing if not a hypocrite. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I would listen to last week's episode because I kind of get the feeling he's probably going to be referenced for the next 10 to 15 weeks. So, uh, right, okay. Uh, an unsurprising meh from Mr. Lowe. Liam, come on. I So, it, you are right. It's it's very knowing. It's really try-hard. It is doing what it does in a really cynical way. But I think it's really clever. I really like those um, slowdowns and kind yeah. of jumps in tempo. I think it makes it different to other people who've done exactly the same thing. And the original tune that they're sampling a lot of is a decent tune. Um, I think, I'm not 100% sure, I will check on this, but I think they did get around it by giving it a re-record. But still, right. still, same. There's a yeah, lot of it in there, isn't there? Very much so, yeah. Um, but I've got a lot of time for it. I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, it's quite summery as well because this was like the middle of summer, wasn't it, that this came out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah great. A lot of time for this. Um, it doesn't set my world alight, but it's fun and it's enjoyable. It's so. warm. It's squelchy. It makes Craig go meh. It's everything all, we want in a song, isn't it? Almost, <laughs> almost as if the fast bits are for TikTok. Ooh. Point. Yes. Um... Where's your cat? Shall we put it amongst the pigeons? Nine, six, one. It's a nine, six, one. Oh, yeah, we're in the September (laughs) of 2003 with this one. For six weeks. Another heavy hitter. Not fucking messing about here. No. Frank, more, please. Okay, less. Well. Well. I thought it was going to be under the bridge or something for a second. Oh, what's wrong with the world, brother? Oh, it's where is the love? People acting like they got no mother. Now, before you expect the usual rant... Don't tap out. We should say who this is first. Oh, shit. Uh, right. This is Where is the Love by the much derided by me and millions of others. Black Eyed Peas. Featuring? Uh, oh, yeah. Trouser Snake. The, the, the more important the reason this song is a hit, more like yeah. <laughs> You mean? At the height of okay. his powers. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Let me professional the shit out of this. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Black Eyed Peas featuring Justin Timberlake. Just a bit weird. Where is the love? Anyway, I've said that the Black Eyed Peas are the worst band in the entire world and, you know, in the main, need to be burned from musical history or at least held up as a warning. A warning from history. See Patreon. Like the Nazis. See Patreon. Oh, indeed, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's 10 minutes to be girding through that it's good though mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it was a quid pay for it you have heard the phrase the exception that proves the rule or in fairness it should really be the exception that tests the rule 
Um, this is as close as you're going to get it in music. Straight ahead, protest pop from a group who've pumped so much sewerage into the world. Joseph Bazalgette couldn't make his pipes big enough, but enough of the shade. These next couple of paragraphs might shock my co-hosts. Who has taken the most politically astute lyrics to the top of the charts in the last 30 years? It could be the Black Eyed Peas. Overseas, we're trying to stop terrorism, but right here we got terrorists living in the USA, the big CIA, and... Bloods and the Crips and the KKK. Yeah, that was going on, but the reason's undercover, the truth is kept secret, and it's swept under the rug. This is a song about the Iraq war. The only one, really, about a thing that millions and millions of people were against. In the 60s, if the Iraq war was happening, I mean, how many fucking songs about Vietnam? This is pretty much the only one. There's more righteous indignation and protest in these two couplets than any obvious celebo wank line at a time cover bilge. And these lyrics, if spouted by Dylan, that's Bob, Bono Vox or a Manica Street a preacher, would probably be lauded. It just leaves me a bit physically sick to write good words about this, but there you are. However, this does underline how horrific these fuckers are because they obviously can do it. They can. They just choose. They choose not to. They choose to get retarded. They choose to sing about tits. In short, this is a Black Eyed Peas song with merit. And the soothing chorus, with notable lyrics, will wonders ever cease. Cray glow. Uh, well, it's not going to be a surprise for you, this. I mean, I've long since lauded the praises of Ella Funk, which is what the single is the lead-off to. Uh, this is Black Eyed Peas when they were still talented. There is not an auto-tune in sight of Will I Am, and he is actually rapping with some sort of flow and cadence that he quickly loses after this album. The other two are fine. There's very little Fergie because we've got Justin Timberlake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this instantly takes me back to that summer and hearing it for the first time in a bar in Turkey. And it's uh, just an... I think it's an absolutely fabulous fucking statement song. And as you're right, it, it goes to show that if you look up Sell Out in the dictionary, you'll unfortunately find a picture of the Black Eyed Peas. Liam, have we gone stark raving mad? No, but I think you might have swung a little bit too far. <laughs> you are not the Tory party, but you're, you're on your way. Um, so, firstly, before we get into this, what, Trouser Snake? I missed something. Mm. This, I mean, this is the height of Justin's power and he sings the no, chorus no. for this. No, well... Trouser um, Snake. It... Liam's got a point that the machine doesn't list it as a featuring. I am fully aware that it is a featuring because I've I've seen the fucking cover of the single loads and it's Justin Timberlake's name. It's the only reason this sold. Large. The only, there would be no Black Eyed Peas without Justin Timberlake and this song. But, do, but does Justin have a big dick? Um, no, I just think it's 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 like David Tennant, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's. I mean, I mean, if, if oh, you've, if so you've, it, right. If, if you've read Britney's uh, biography, no, probably not. I was like, who's got their dick out in a video about the Iraq War? I was getting really <laughs> confused. 
Have you, have you not heard that description about uh, of him before? Sorry, I thought that was no. common parlance. Yeah, no, that was a new one on me. Okay, okay, okay sorry. Right. Now I've now I've managed to calm myself down and have to go through that video frame <laughs> by frame. Me thinking you were talking about the song, but you thought that during the song to a protest song about the Iraq War, he just he just goes, "Here are my have balls." Bit, have a bit of that. <laughs> right. So have a bit of that. So. Before Will I Am turned into Will I Am as we know him today as this talentless fucknut, he I have his album from two thousand and one before the Black Eyed Peas are really a thing, and Big he was a really admission. interesting rapper. There was some cool stuff on there. Um, Ella Funk, when the Black Eyed Peas really hit, is two thousand and three, I think, isn't it? There's one or two albums before that, but they don't really make any noise. This was where they started. This was their first single that really went gigantic. And you are absolutely right, Craig. It is because of Justin Timberlake that this is as big as it is. Say his name properly. Dick out in an Iraq war video. Um, <laughs> Just thank you. Dick out in an Iraq war video. The favourite member of NSYNC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, well, well, I've got a question about NSYNC for you later, and um, we'll come back to that. Um, Not as good as Backstreet Boys. <laughs> but this was this was huge, this was um, a bit of a moment, but it's also incredibly saccharine. It's, it's a bit holier than thou, and it's wildly unpleasant. Um, <laughs> it reads as insincere and fake and... Oh, uh, yeah, it's American. Advan- uh, you know, capitalising on misery. Um, anyway, no pushback there. Let's. Uh, I, uh, it's fine. It's not very good. It's quite unpleasant, actually. Um, I've uh, talked myself down. I think. It, I think it's shit. It's, right, hang on. <laughs> right. What the fucking stage for was that? It's fine. It's not very good. It's deeply unpleasant. I think it's shit. There you yeah. go. It's you. That's that's the more like late night Waldorf and Statler, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Um, right. Exploitative so, is the word I want. Uh, yeah. It's this is this it's tough. I mean, it's music when it comes down to it. So there are no real broad brush strokes apart from I thought the Black Eyed Peas. But I might have been wrong. If you want to talk about their entire oeuvre, their entire oh no, they're fucking been because the thing yeah, is their this, entire it, egg it, of work it, is awful. <laughs> this is the high point. Of their the... root of egg, yeah. <sighs> Unique number one, seven two zero seven twenty. We are right slap bang in the middle of the night. Is here, April A, nineteen ninety five. Weeks at the top for a full fucking month, Frank. Is there any more information we need to take into account? No! I'm like a fucking magnet. Press play. No, oh, I want you back for good from Take That. You're getting all the hits. Oh, it's a gaz-baz joint with those strings. It's debuting their new cool look in the video. I guess... Is that after no need, no need to go on, really. Fucking, what is it we take that and me? God bless him. Is this the best take that? No. 
Craig has already said, never forget, is the best. Liam likes the jelly and asses one. This was... This I'm was, not that shallow, but I am right. <laughs> this was a bit of Gary Barlow flex, though. A pretty straightforward AOR ballad, but done with fucking real panache. There is a lot to respect here. The backing vocal melody in the chorus, the second chorus, is a real fucking little bit of a hidden gem. It's great. Uh, the production is proper money. The, the middle eight is right up there. It's great. And it is by a country mile, Barlow's best vocal. Past, present, future. Give up, pay your fucking taxes. It probably is the song that made him think he'd sail off in at the sunset when he went solo. <laughs> uh, this is more good BGs than Coke to Pelton John, but obviously Baz's solo career was more Belming John. Um, remember that prior, prior, remember that prior to this, he's seventeen. <laughs> remember that. Prior to this, E17 was still viewed as Take That's Rivals. Wow. This is how much of a step up this is. It's basically like, it's not, if if I use, and do forgive me, if I use football parlance briefly, it's not just a promotion. Actually, that's not football parlance. It's just words. If, it's not just, it's just, <laughs> it's not just a promotion. It's not the offside rule. That you not, I know. As soon as I said it, I thought, what else do you use promotion in? Jobs, everything. life, everything, <laughs> food, and sex. Um, it's not just a promotion. It is just a changing of sport. It's like Tony Mortimer and the boys, Brian Harvey and his baked potatoes. See you later. Yeah. We're off over here. You you record Steam. <laughs> Steve, my favourite. It's my favourite. I love it because it's called Steve. Craig, listen to it. And every time they say Steam, and when they do the call and response, just shout Steve. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> oh, please make that be a number one. I don't think it was. Um, this is, yeah, it's. This is the song that raised them from, are they a boy band? Yeah, they are a boy band. Fucking hell, they're good. And it was the song they tried to break American with. It didn't quite work out. Craig, back for good. Take that. Pop classic. Absolute mm. pop classic. I mean, It really is, isn't it? Yeah, without a shadow of it. I mean, at the time, it was very easy to turn your nose up at them all because they'd all got new haircuts and Donald had got his dreadlocks on because that was cool for white boys to have in the mid-90s. And, oh, look how dirty... Cultural appropriation. Ah. Yeah, you wouldn't take them home to, sit, to, to meet your mum now that they're... They're, they're gritty and grimy and they still take that. But uh, yeah, this this is great. This is fabulous. Just before I hand over to Liam, do you know what I was really surprised at, Craig, on this? I mm. kind of had a, a precursor, a, th- thought, a, a thought, a kind of a kind of audio image before I listened to this of uh, what the production was going to be like. Because I knew the production at the time was good, but I kind of had a feeling of what... It's, it's got a real depth. It's really lush. It's... Mm. Far, it sounds far, far better than it has any right to. Liam, you have already admitted in previous episodes you've missed the take that train not once but twice. Has it passed you? Did you have a view? Uh, You know what? Absolute pop classic. Perfectly. 
Like, this is a song I can sing to this day, and I've not heard it in Donkeys. Yeah. It's... The, the chorus is a work of fucking art. Like, uh, Barlow's vocal in the chorus is genius. Just genius. So much time for it. Um, it it's saccharine, it's twee, but that's not necessarily a bad thing in some instances, and this is one of those instances. I, I think it's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. What's Craig looking at? The oven started clicking, so I'm just going to turn it off in a second. <laughs> I didn't know you were with, in the kitchen. With, with the last words he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, before you turn the oven off, Craig, and I'll go with you first because I don't want you to explode before giving the decision. <laughs> LF system afraid to feel. Nice bit of summery, uh, funky dance. Black Eyed Peas featuring JT. Where is the love? Take that back for good. Keep. Very, very easy keep. Liam. Um, so, LF System, really like it. Take that back for good, great. Where is the love isn't shit enough to sink those two. Don't me. give him the loophole so he doesn't have to vote for it. He, he just wants us to vote yes so he doesn't have to vote yes on a Black Eyed Peas track. <laughs> No, no, I, I think I'm on a... He's going a two-to-one keep. Yeah, it, it's not. Like, you couldn't kill someone with it, but, you know, it's got a bit of weight behind it. You could. It's a, it's a reasonably hefty keep. Take your pens out and circle episode 58. This was the episode we voted the Black Eyed Peas into the Music Pantheon. Unanimously? Indeed. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Gosh. What a turn up for the books. Well, um, I feel a bit weird in my tummy now. Yeah, same here. We've lost all the listeners from the... Everyone asking for their Patreon refunds. The Black Eyed Peas hate mob <laughs> who propped us up this long. I've just fucking fled. Um, well, they've probably not noticed. They're all Googling pictures of Justin Timberlake's penis now. So, um, with that being said, let's move on and let's talk about me. My first number one is unique number one, 857. We are in the middle of the year 2000, the year with the most number ones, as we've already discussed. Um, it was number one for the first time on the 22nd of April, and it was number one for two weeks. Any more facts for me, please? Uh, oh, it's Mr. Zapper, isn't it? Um, yeah. Touch my G-spot tornado. <laughs> Hi, James. <laughs> Oh, so this one's an interesting one. I think I could be wrong. I think this is the first number one that is a proper mashup. I'm not hmm. counting stuff like um, Jive Bunny and How dare you know, Daft Sampling things of like that. The kings of mashup. How dare you? But this is <laughs> one of those tracks that is just a, a backing track and a vocal from two separate tracks put out there, and I think this is the first time that happened. Um. Here you go. Do you want to chorus skip? Yeah, please. I think I've I've tried to predict what it is, but I don't know. If you're gonna save the day, I 
Tucker's Miracle. Tucker's Miracle by Fragma. So, I didn't know this was a kind of mashup. This is a combination of Tokume by Fragma and I Need a Miracle by Coco, which was from like through th- uh, from 1995, 96. Yeah. And the mashup was actually done by someone called DJ Vimto. Fruity. I mean, I love Vimto. Me too, but still. Is he from Salford? Unless. I don't. I don't know. I've got very little information. We're only the worst DJs are going to be for so. I'm not watching any DJ. <laughs> DJ Vim. <laughs> Hello, I'm DJ Vimto. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck is that? <laughs> How is that a Salford accent? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm DJ Vimto. You dickhead. <laughs> um, well, there's not much to say. It's. Uh, a, a nice kind of pop dancey mashup, and that's a not nice me being slice. kind of burying the lead. The it reason is I was it, Craig. <laughs> the reason I was like pushing this mashup angle is there's not mm. much to talk about with this song. There's like, what? What do you like? <laughs> I I will say it's a, a great sing along. Yeah. Kind of. It, yeah. It, it, it's got a great melody. The words are easy enough. It's sort of wormed its way in it's over the purely, years. Purely, it is pure. Lee on a Friday <laughs> there's a, night. Isn't there's it? there's it a is, local is, reference. It, all right, okay, in, okay. In, insert is, your slightly run down town near you. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is pure. Yates's Wine Bar 2000. It's, I mean, it's not It's not Slug and Lettuce, which we're going to keep as a bad place, but it's, it's you know. Sticky dance floor with no windows and bad ventilation. <laughs> and everyone opens a bottle of cheap carver at midnight Correct. and loads of people pass out. Yeah. Someone's having a fight. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's my first one. Where are we in the kitchen of distinction, manners? Craig, softly keeping at this point. Oh, nice. Hardly keeping at this point. No, come on. You know, I'm I'm playing I'm playing with the English language there. Uh, <laughs> it, I'm a f- I am up to uh, yeah, like yeah, rock hard. Tucking it under your waistband, kind of mm. cool. Okay, well, in that case then, um, <laughs> my next number one is Unique Number One, 177. It was number one for the first time on the 27th of... Is August 8th? Yes, it is. Thank you. 1964, and it was number one for two weeks. I have good facts about this one, and I'm quite oh. proud of myself. Um, but first... Um, <laughs> Let's um, let's ask the hot rat himself. I made a prank jump for Zappa fun. Yeah, we we um, got that. Yeah, thank you. So, this song was recorded by Joe Meek. Ooh. And it is one of the three songs to get to number one that were recorded in his apartment in Holloway Road. The famous one that we've already discussed actually is Telstar. Oh, we've done Telstar. It's come up, hasn't it, Telstar? Has it? I think we may have discussed it sort of tangentially. I'm no, not... no, it's not. Co- oh, no, no we haven't it... done Telstar. We no, we haven't done Telstar because that was, I was literally about to say, I know there is one that's been recorded by Joe Meek that you will go on one on. Yes. Um, the other one is Johnny Remember Me by John Layton, quite famously. Which is beautiful. And then the last of them is this track. Do you boys have any idea? This is deep dweeb knowledge. Is it the blondie lad? It's not Heinz, no. Oh. It's a Mersey Beat band. Oh, they, were, they weren't from Liverpool. They were a beat band. 
Jackson. It's held you. Oh, fuck me. It's Have I the Right. It's already said the title. Bye. Yeah, it's not what I'm, that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm trying to think who it is. I don't know. I'm going to say I don't know. By the Honeycombs. Oh, no, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, just all day could have got that. Um, so, yeah, recorded by Joe Meek, one of the craziest people in music history, I suppose. Um, I like the fact that halfway through, you can hear them kind of stamp on the floor, and that's what they did to kind of reinforce the beat a bit. They've got some cool tambourines in there. It's sped up a little bit, and the lead singer was always pissed that he could never make it sound that good live. Um, it's fairly strong, I think. So, a guy called Tom Ewing, who is a Ewing? Ewing? Not sure. Um, writer and does stuff on kind of fanzines and things, said this is the first post-punk track. Oh, fuck off. I call no. bullshit. Bye fuck bye. off. What's his name? Tommy Ewing? Tom Ewing, yeah. Tom Ewing. Get to fuck Tom Ewing. Thank you very much. Um, It's a perfectly pleasant slice of Mersey Beatty British 1960s, mid-1960s pop. 1964, I think it's, it's perfectly pleasant. Thoughts, Craig? Me? Uh, wow. Right, okay. Uh, I think Joe Meek is an infinitely interesting character. I think his production work is amateurish at best, and I've never been a particular fan of what he does. Uh, what you call innovative, I call amateurish. Uh, yeah, and... <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not sure where to go. This is a real bog standard 60s track that if you took away the fact that it was produced by Joel Beak, you wouldn't hesitate for two seconds to be going, this is pure mid-60s tosh that deserves nothing but the bottom of the bin. But because... He's produced it. You're lauding it higher than it ever, ever, ever needs to be. There's a fucking grain of truth there as well, which is why. (laughs) (laughs) And there is one kind of interesting thing about the honeycombs. Actually, they had a female drummer, which is kind of cool. Um, but that's it. You know what? He's fucking right and all. (laughs) What do you think, Matt? I, I. For me, I think Craig has basically just gone. That was it. That was right, and I and I will do football parlance now. That was the first ten minutes. Craig's on my team, and he turns to me. He says, "Do you know that Liam Maloney on the opposition? Just you watch. First chance I get, I'm going to two foot in him." And he's just done you there, mate. He's nobbled me. I'll be honest with you. Absolutely nobbled me. I think it's cruel, Um, but he's not wrong. But I don't think. It's shit. I just it doesn't right here we are. E N O E parlance. Doesn't move the it needle. It doesn't move the needle. It does not move that needle. Well, let's jump to my last one. This is unique number one at seven hundred and forty five. First number one for the first time on the fourteenth of September nineteen ninety six. Oh any more facts, Frank? <laughs> It's been a one-week wonder. I'd ask for guesses, but 
Don't bother. <laughs> it's, uh, is it Matt Morris? Is it Matt Morrison? No. Nope. Oh, it's Peter Andre. Throw your hands up in the air and max back with the flavour of the year. Flavour. What's, what's the tune called? Flavour. 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 F-L-A-V-A. It is indeed. It is the... Flavour. Um, what? The, okay. Lead single off his second album. What, me, Craig? Are you all right, Craig? Why? <laughs> because I know that uh, fact. Yeah, I had a sister a like... of an age appropriate that was properly into it. You know, like, when you see... Um, People who are really into trains and they can kind of go, that was a, a D17 diesel right there. <laughs> it was a bit that quick. So, yes, this is Peter Andre. I don't know if it was true at your school, listener, but at our school, the rumour was that he'd had fat taken from his arse and injected into his abs. Um, I, I don't even need to address this song because it's obviously garbage, but I want to give you a bit of a wiki fist for this. Um, about what the Irish Times wrote for its review. <laughs> it is just scathing. Um, Kevin Courtney from the Irish Times commented, The man with the six-pack stomach and the penchant for a nursery rhyme reggae tune returns with a rapping sort of tune in the vein of the Backstreet Boys. This one is not quite as irritating as Mysterious Girl. He's clearly wrong. But the thought of one more video close-up of Andre's abs is just too horrible to contemplate. Mm. There we go. Um, it's. Do you want? Uh, should we do a little skip in? Give you a blast of chorus. No. If you're down, throw your hands up in the no. air. The max back. No, that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. I don't want to hear anything. Stop this. No. I mean, it's no insania, but. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Because he's fronted so much, I'm going to throw it to Craig. What do you think of this, Craig? I don't mind this. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of thro- in the grand scheme of throwaway, <laughs> use your microphone. Yeah. Love. Come on. I mean, it is plugged in, but it's fine. Uh, in the in the grand scheme of throwaway <laughs> mid '90s pop, I mean, to use one of your words, don't move the needle. But it's a bit of fun, isn't it? I mean, it's much better than Mysterious Girl, <gasps> but not as memorable. I mean, musically wise, I mean, if we're going against a really bad cod reggae track as opposed to essentially an upbeat 90s pop song, uh, I'll take this every day of the week and twice on Sundays. So, I, wait, wait, wait one second. This is Liam's third, right? Yes. So I, I want your final view here, Craig. Obviously, I mean, if I was to try and front and say that Peter Andre's masterclass of 90s pop flavour spelt incorrectly, was going to save this dumpster fire even slightly, uh, I'd be lying. But no, this, this is a hard hard bin for me. Right. Uh, Mr. Leonard, are you feeling... Peter Andre has got some... He, I'll tell you what, no, he's got some serious, serious apologising to do to Tucker and their miracle, because it's got to go in the bin, mate. It really pains me to do it, but yeah, you're both... The money. They're just, mm. they're not strong enough. This is supposed to be the best, right? So, yep. Yep. you nana bin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elton, when you press the right button, done it, boys. So, that means it is time for the old mucky dip. Mucky dip. Let's see.
Girls Aloud? This is the show by Girls Aloud. What the fuck? Is that good? I spent I spent most of this morning trying to get Girls Aloud tickets, fun fact, and didn't succeed. Oh yeah, they've reformed, haven't they? I don't think they ever broke up, they just they they lost one. Man like down. Meat. <laughs> um well. Uh, okay, I No. It's a lesser girls. No, allowed. you can't, you can't, you can't. We we know where the line is drawn with girls allowed, and that's not within within the uh it's no love, it's no love machine. It's no biology either. It's no the promise. Right. In that case, let's move on before I weep. And taking us around the final corner is Mr. Craig Lowe. Let's see who wins the Constructors Champion this year. Sports reference. <laughs> You're in for a ride this week, <laughs> oh, boys. Here we go. You're in for here a fucking ride this week, boys. Uh, I don't know how to describe my trilogy before we start this week. Let's just say... Hmm. This this certainly points to a period in time. Uh, my first <laughs> my first number one this week uh, is unique number one number eight hundred and twenty one. This was number one for two weeks from the third of April in the year of our Lord nineteen ninety nine. Uh, the motherboards of invention. Who are the fact police? I also feel this deserves another sting, but we'll get to that after because I don't know how many of these there are left. Let's see how fast we remember this. Oh yeah, I used to know Quinnan. He's a oh, real He's a real jerky. He's a real um, jerky. Flat Eric. Mr. Wazo. I'd say wait for the drop, but it's five minutes long and it just seems to do the same thing forever. Oh. But yeah, it's Mr. Mr. Wazo, isn't it? This with, is this uh, is Mr. Wazo with flat beat, made famous from the Levi's advert, which spawned a whole plethora of uh, yellow puppets forever in the backseat of everyone's cars, just for this line, just for the the beat going where the, the puppet shakes a little bit yeah. in the advert, and that, my friends, is how you make a million pounds. Is is the other thing about jeans by any chance? Yes, I think that there should. Yeah. I think we should have had a Levi jeans sting at some point because it seems like every, or at least an ad sting, because it seems yeah, that's there, there is a well, lot of ads. We we've waded through, I think, the mainstay, and we always do make a point, which is good of us. But I'm trying to think. Do you think this is the last, the last big one, the last kind of like ad adjacent? Song that made there's, number one. There's, there's always going to be more. Well, yeah, they, well, I, mm, I'd completely forgot this existed. Way. I'd completely forgot this existed, and I owned one of these fucking yellow muppets, and it was in the back of me <laughs> Nissan Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you had a Nissan Sunny. That's brilliant. D Reg, someone drove into the back of it. Didn't make a dent. Fucking sandwiched the front of their car though. <laughs> made like a fucking Soviet tank. Then bad boys. Liam. I understand why I would be the go-to for this, but it is not thrilling. I don't think you're the go-to for this. I really don't. So Mr. Wazo is actually a really interesting character. He's kind of one of the big guys in French Touch and kind of French House generally. 
this is not representative of his output whatsoever. Um, it, for life, though, be, isn't it? <laughs> it should be consigned to history a little bit. Ooh. Not very good, is it? Ooh. Let's be honest. I don't yeah. think there's much to say about this. No, I mean it's long. It's been forgotten for a reason. It was. It was. It perfectly captures a moment in time, and we all forgot that moment in time for a reason. It's just. Mm. So let's move on swiftly to <laughs> to my second number one this week. <laughs> Oh God! This is unique number one, number seven hundred and seventy-three. Uh, this was number one for four weeks, a full calendar month, from the sixteenth of August in the year of our Lord nineteen ninety-seven. The motherboards of invention. She had a Camarillo facto. <laughs> hey, I've gone with mother. Uh, I saw your look there. I've actually gone with mothers of invention song as opposed to Zappa songs. Fair, fair. No judgment. I miss these days. Press play. Yeah, you forgot that this was the uh, the intro to this particular song as well. Jamiroquai? No. Way off base. Not the deep underground thing. There it goes. Oh, Mib. Mib. Will Smith. Welcome to every number one ever. I miss the days where Will Smith would wrap the plot to his latest blockbuster film <laughs> whilst, while liberally stealing from far superior songs for the beat as well. Patrice <laughs> Russian's Forget Me Not. It is Forget Me Not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, forget me not. Yeah, there certainly is Will Smith wrapping the uh, the plot to the, the motion picture Men in Black. I can tell you a really weird fact about this. Go on. Do you remember a band called SWV? Yes. Yeah. They did right here that sampled Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Um, d- any ideas what SWV stood for, by the way? Sisters with Vaginas. I always thought it was Sisters with Vaginas, apparently Is it not? not. No, it's oh. Sisters with Voices. Oh. Um, but the in the video of this, there is an alien that sings and dances with Will Smith. And that alien is voice sung by one of the members of SWV. <laughs> Why I know that, I don't fucking know. That's I'm in there, so taking up valuable fucking grey matter. But, with that being said, for our Patreon listeners, this is where we're going to go on a little detour. Ooh, down the slide. <laughs> this could go on, but it shouldn't. Uh, right, great. Let's jump up a level okay. back to the main pod, shall we? Where were we up to? <laughs> yeah. I, I we, was we just finished talking about sisters with vaginas, and Craig was about to... Espouse the virtues of Will, uh, big Willie style Smith. Quite the opposite. Uh, this gave me a chance to go back and revisit what I considered a quote unquote his classic movie describing song. So we, I had a, I had a run of this. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sent me then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crack on, mate. Go so on. I, I did the trilogy. I did this. I did Wiki Wow Wild, and I did Nod Your Head, which was Many Black Two, uh, which uh, yeah, and it made me completely forget how bad a lyricist Will Smith was. He couldn't rhyme his way out of a cardboard box. It's really sloppy <laughs> writing. Uh, it's really shocking at some point. I re I remember really liking Nod Your Head from uh, Men in Black Two. And it's 
it's a, it's so jarring the bad writing on that. If you go back and listen to it, it's just terrible. Uh, I think Will Smith has a great producer who finds him some really good samples and uh, and backing tracks. He really, yes. really does, and I think it's completely wasted on uh, on that cook. <laughs> <laughs> Out okay. from nowhere. <laughs> I was like, what recent news from Will Smith's <laughs> life can we pull from? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Jada hasn't loved him in a long time and is in love with somebody else. And he's known it forever. <laughs> and that person is Jazzy Jeff. Who <laughs> <laughs> finds all these samples? Uh, no, oh, I, don't, where I think... Do we... Where do we go from there? How could we possibly... Where do we go? F- how, how could... Eric... Flat Eric. It's almost we're almost in two novelties here. Well, let me let me put the particular cherry shaped shit on the top of this shit Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by bringing oh. you unique number one, number eight hundred and ninety. This was number one for two weeks from the twenty seventh of January in the year of our Lord. 2001. The motherboards of invention for the final time this week. I am the facts oozing out of your television set. Yes. Nothing. Uh, I don't think we actually need to get to the music of this for you to get it and want it turning off. I think I think we'll get a full. <laughs> let me let me let me let me make a prediction. <laughs> I don't think we'll get five words in. Oh my god. Alright, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! No! No! That fucking bastard has arrived! So, for those not in the know, <laughs> this is Limp Biscuit with their number one track, Rolling, open brackets, air raid vehicle, close brackets. I'm going to do um, a quick skip in for chorus. Right, it it's a decent archetype. The point one, how can you be taken seriously as the quote unquote future of rock music when you're doing a glamorized dad dance on the dance floor for your lyrics for the chorus? I mean, if the mums and dads can do it, it ain't cool. Point two, Fred Durst does not deserve to be on this at all. I mean, this is this goes to show that that band was Wes Ball and full stop. He he came up with a fairly decent riff. You can probably point to Lethal a bit by putting a bit of wiki wah scratching over the top of it. You're saying a lot of names as if oh, I'm supposed sorry. to know them. Wes Bolland is the guitarist in Limp Bizkit. DJ Lethal was the... Yeah, you literally just did scratching over the top of it. Uh, I mean, to say to say Will Smith had lazy songwriting and then moved straight over to Fred Durst with his lines like... And this platinum thing right here, we're going to be doing it all the time, so you better get some better beats and uh, get some better rhymes. Fucking hell, I mean, there's a reason. I mean, 
I'm sure new metal was better than this. They shouldn't never have been the poster boy for it. No, no I, I think I think you're right with that. They were definitely though the ones that went for the fame. Yes. You can throw a lot of what we have thrown previously at the Black Eyed Peas at Limp Biscuit. There is a big, big crossover there. They are really bottom of the barrel, lowest common denominator, end of the earth, cake or death. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of shit. And lest we not forget, there was a point, there was 10 minutes where they were deemed relatively cool. And then for, for me... And for plenty of others, not just me, for for plenty of others, the the veil was lifted, and they were just seeing that these guys are, you know, the, the slightest hint of sort of interestingness to about them was an album previous to this one. By this point, they had completely, completely run out of ideas, and were just cashing in. Wait, well, I think they might have even done it. They've cashed in their Mission Impossible Two paycheck at this point. Yeah, yeah. They're writing two yep. songs for that before this album. Yeah, uh, which, mm. lest we forget, was called Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. So, Chocolate Starfish slang for arsehole bums and hot dog flavored water. What is it? Just hot dog flavored water, or is it? Or is it piss? Piss, I think. How old was Fred Durst? Right, I don't want to drill down too much into this, but how old was Fred Durst when he named that that? Wee wee and poo poo. And I am fully aware that previous to this, Green Day had released an album called Dookie, which we've since realised. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So so, so this came out in 2001. Uh, The gentleman was 31 years of age at this point. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury... I rest my case. He wore Liam. he wore the red hat because he was balding. <laughs> not wrong with that. <laughs> and grey. No, not at all. But it, it... <laughs> uh, Liam, I've got nothing to add to this. It, it's it's dirge, isn't it? It's if this was something like Lincoln Parks in the end, this would actually be a conversation about new metal and that weird point in time when new metal was a thing. This isn't that moment in time. This isn't that conversation. This is just quite bad music. And if you've not seen either of the Woodstock '99 documentaries, please go watch them. Incredible. It, it kind of, I think it probably summed up a period. Or was the shotgun of a period? I think we mentioned in a relatively recent episode that <coughs> one thing that we'll look back on the Nazis on, and it's perhaps less the music and more kind of culture in general, and especially humour, is we went very cruel during mm. a period of time. And yes, we have had a massive pushback now, which has been labelled under woke. But if we just give you know give that a slide and just say that we, you know, there's more of an emphasis on caring and and looking after people's viewpoints and and uh, exposure to living in general. Limp Bizkit, the frat, the frat boyization of rock music culminated in gropes and rapes in the mosh pit of Woodstock 99. Mm. Mm. It did feel like it was a shotgun start or a bullet end to... It was either the end of something or the beginning of something else, I don't know. But whatever it was, either way, I don't like it. Right, well, I'll end this discussion on a distasteful joke that's probably going to get end up on the cutting room floor. So here goes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the music video for Rollin' 
uh, was famously filmed on top of the South Tower of the Twin Towers. Brace! <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the Port Authority was so pleased that they featured the towers in the video that on September 10th of 2001, they sent Limp Biscuits a fruit basket and a thank you card. Now, I'm not saying that that, <laughs> that, that was the reason, but... Is all of that a stooge? No, it's true. Fuck off! <laughs> that's not a joke. That's, that's fascinating. Uh, on September 10, 2001, Limp Biscuit received a letter and a fruit basket from the Port Authority Wait, thanking them no. for featuring, them, featuring the Twin <laughs> Towers in the video and congratulating them on their VMA for Best Rock video. I swear to God that's got to be a, a, the, the most classic wiki fist. Someone is selling us. Do you know what? No, bullshit. Let's citation the fuck out of that. That is true. Link to that, please. We're having that as fact. Thank you very much. Let's go to the bank. <sighs> Shall we kill this? Thank God, yes. So, Craig, have you been in it? I mean, I knew I was been in it the second I opened the email, mate. It was... <laughs> Excellent. Matt, have you been in it? Oh, fucking all day long. Liam is bidding it. Thank you, congrats. Mucky dip, here we go. Yep, I'll take it. Radio Gaga. Quench, ladies and gentlemen. Queen Radio, Radio Gaga. Gaga. Fine. In fact, not fine. A vast, vast improvement. Yeah, <laughs> over everything, everything mentioned everything below. <laughs> Well, I know you'll be loving this shit right here. E-N-O-E is right here. <laughs> Already better. What did you think of this week's episode? I mean, it was a real mixed bag if you ask me, but... Uh, but do let us know. Uh, head over to the socials. You'll find us on Facebook by searching every number one ever. If you head over to X, formerly Twitter, you will find us by searching E-N-O-E podcast. If you head over to www.everynumberoneever.com, spell it how you like, we own all the domains, you will find a link tree to all the relevant links and sites that we are on, including... Our Patreon, where you'll find uh, a plethora of interesting things. I think they're interesting. You might not, but you pay for them, so fucking listen to them. Uh, Including the cheeky quiz from Oh, today. yes, we did a cheeky quiz, didn't we? Find that over there. Give us a quid. Mm. See what we talked Very about. Cheeky. That you hear. Yeah, oh, it was great. You're missing out. Here's a sample of it. Only a second. Uh, it is. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. It's gone. You missed it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> You want to hear the rest of it? Give us a quid, you tight gets. Uh, <laughs> uh, blah, 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 lead singer of Orson. Uh, <laughs> uh, Liam, how's the, how's the Pantheon looking after this madness? Right. So, I feel we've done some good pruning this week. Agreed. In went... Yeah. Afraid to feel by LF System. Where is a love by Black Eyed Peas? Got a unanimous keep. As did Back for Good, one of Gaz Baz's moments of actual genius in Take That. Um, however, following that, we got Tucker's Miracle, which we all agreed was like fine, but it was also surrounded by Awful Company, which were the Honeycombs. Have I the right? Yes, it's by Joe Meek and Craig fucking ripped me for it. Yay! And Yay, me. Peter on Peter Andre with his 
Bumabs and Flavor. <laughs> they were all replaced by The Show by Girls Led, which we spent very little time discussing at all. Um, no Craig's, show. Craig's three. Craig's... God. Oh, oh, so, barrel oh, scraping three. Ever. three. <laughs> Flat beat by Mr. Wazir, which is budgerigar in French. Um, Will Smith's Men in Black and... They shall not be named rolling brackets <laughs> air raid vehicle have all hit the bin, thank fucking god. To be replaced by Queen's Radio Gargo. Fine. Um and so we've added five to the Pantheon, six have hit the trash can, and that is us for the week. That's how you clean. Get out the bleach. Get your pruning shears and put it all in the bin. Thank you, Justice. Liam Maloney, thanks for being with us. A joy. Craig, we did it. We did it together. We did. It was great. Can I offer an alternative to play out with? Can we just loop your response to realising it was Limp Biscuit? Just screaming. <laughs> Can we just have that as our out? <laughs> I'd quite like that. Okay, this is me realising it was Limp Bizkit. Um Well, if that makes you want to come back next week, then you're a better person than I would be. But thank you again for joining us for another episode of Heaven and Whatever. We'll be back with you next week. Love you lots. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ra. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. No! That fucking bastard has arrived!